Welcome to Time Sync. This is co-host Amoldeep. And this is co-host Hamza. Episode 63. We're so close to a power of two. Super excited. Let's go. Why'd you say episode 63? You should have been like, this is episode, episode 63. Wait, like two to the power of six minus one? No, you should have been like, this is episode 63. And we are, or like, you know, we're on episode 63. You're like, episode 63. Like, it's like a... Like a documentary. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I consider the podcast like a documentary of our lives. It's no. an audio log. No. It's exploring the fake lives of Amoldeep and Hamza. Uh, no. Disagree. So, I don't know if this is at the start of 2021 or at the end of 2020. But we had a discussion on like New Year's themes or resolutions and stuff. And we most of that most of that discussion was really just like how I use themes for years and use resolutions. And how you think they're the exact same. And I think there's a difference and blah, blah, blah. But this time I want you to focus on like, how do we feel that 2021 went as a year? Are we happy with the progress we made with whatever goals we had in place? Unhappy? What in your goals going forward? Those kind of, that kind of thing. It's a New Year's episode. Got to talk about the New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I can just talk like my theme, because I, I don't think I use themes. My theme for this year was year of development. And the, basically the main crux was that one, I wanted to develop new skills like just generic kind of skills just for the sake of having them no like particular goal in mind just to like have them and also because i knew that like because i didn't know this is like fresh i was like mostly fresh out of college so i knew that i would start developing like my career at the same time and so in terms of career wise i would say i developed quite a bit right learned new skills engaged with coworkers and stuff like that so in that regard i'm pretty satisfied with how the year of development went but in terms of developing new skills, I feel like because this is the first time I had a theme that required me to like remind myself what the theme was. Because before, like for me, I don't know if I talked about it, but year of 2019 was like the first time I ever used like a theme. And it was like the year of like learning or something, or a year of education, something super like that, super vague like that. And, you know, I was a full-time student at that time. And so the year of education kind of just happened naturally just through my day-to-day and then 2020 I, I tried to focus because I realized that like, my mental health and my physical health weren't as good as I would like them to be right probably because I you know I just came off of the year of education and so then you know 2020 was the year of health and I think that most people the year of 2020 became the year of health whether they wanted to or not and so once again like my theme was automatically reinforced by my environment and the year of development just wasn't like that. Like in hindsight, I probably should have had like maybe something on like my home lock screen or something that I would see every day that just says like development on it. Just like the word development in my room on the wall. Just to remind myself that this is the year of development, or at least for the first couple of months, so it gets ingrained. So I feel like I didn't develop as many new skills or pushed myself to develop as many new skills as I would have wanted. So in that regard, year development, eh. By, by year development, it has to be new skills? Not necessarily new. It, it could just be like improving upon what I already have. Okay. But I wanted some like a mix of like new and improvement overall. So like I talked about like I started working on my Punjabi. I was developing my Punjabi, which is a skill I, I already possess, but I consider like so piss poor that it might as well like might be a new skill. And like I just feel like I just didn't do as much of the new things as I would have wanted. So like so career wise, I feel like I did pretty good. Um, 
in terms of improving skills I already possess, I feel like I did pretty good. But in terms of actual new development as a person, mm, a bit, I fell a bit short of my personal goal on that one. Were there were there any uh, new skills that you developed, like at all, any at all? I mean, it's one of those things like I don't know if I, how, how you define new, because like, like front end development is you could argue that oh I'm just developing my programming skills or my coding skills, but for me that's like a new thing. Yeah, that's like a front new end thing. is like so heavily removed from the back end stuff. That, like I would consider it new. Yeah. But some could, someone could make a reasonable argument that I'm just developing programming skills. Nah, so, but, yeah, I, I but, would like, consider that new too. Yeah, then like that's new. Uh. I picked up guitar again, which I started in high school, took a year in high school just because I fulfilled an art requirement to graduate. And so I guess you could argue that's also just developing a skill I already possess. But because I started at such a low point, I might as well have just been a brand new beginner. Okay. So like yeah. that also. But yeah. But I, but I still feel like I could have done so much more in terms of the new stuff. You know, like I had like ideas of like, oh, I'll try like my hand at art, like, you know, drawing, sketching, like those kinds of things. I just never did that. Just because I just constantly forgot that it was year development. I just kind of, I find into it. I just continued the routine from last year. Just like, I just couldn't remind myself that, you know, focus on new skills. I, I felt very similar to my resolution. <laughs> it's similar to my goals where, uh, yeah, you do, you need a constant reminder to be like, wait, yeah, I'm trying to change something. And you know, you don't change something by not remembering what that thing is. You need to, you need to have a constantly like reminder, like, oh, I'm trying to do something here. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going down to the same lull. As you always are, right? Yeah, it's just, it's too it's too easy to just continue a routine that works, even if it doesn't work perfectly or even that well. It just works enough that you can get by. You just keep doing it. So, yeah, how do you feel about in terms of like your previous resolutions? Do you remember? Do you remember them? And if you do, you know, how's the progress on those? Yeah, I vaguely remember them. You know, I always have a resolution of at least uh, you know physical health, like you said. Um, did all right. Uh, still making headways on that. Not as much as I, I as I'd hoped, um, but still better than uh, like 2019, 2018. So definitely some progress. Uh, I had some other resolutions, or at least on um, you know, for me it's it's like school, and um, like you know religious school. So on that end, it went all right. But I always feel like it could have gone much better. Uh, but like you said, if you don't have those like goals constantly reminder reminding you, then it's, it gets kind of a uh, gets kind of out of hand. But I still think I made a pretty good progress toward at least uh, some of my schooling. Like I got a, I got a new desk, which really helps. You know, I like that, that, my biggest concern was um, like before I used to write. Like I used to be, able, I used to do my homework and I used to write stuff on like um, you know those keyboard extensions that you pull out on mm-hmm. on your desk mm-hmm. because my desk was so uh, like destroyed back when I was a kid like I just destroyed it or whatever I, you can't really write on top of the desk so you had to, I had to pull out the keyboard thing take the keyboard out of it and then the paper doesn't even fit on it obviously and then I'd be like squinching it up and then trying to write stuff that's how I did my work and I was like this is like I don't want to be productive in this in that environment right. But the new desk, at least, uh, I have plenty of space to write on. So, and um, it makes me want to do stuff. It makes me want to, you know, like imagine try, imagine wanting to do homework, right? But <laughs> it makes you want to do work. 
Um, and I think that helps my physical health too. I do know that some people like in Hanukkah, I said like you need a constant reminder. You know, keep, we keep bashing on that. And like I was just saying, like, okay, you know, put take a piece of paper, write the theme on it, tape it to the wall. I know some people like, go like a step beyond it. They like actually rearrange their furniture or they'll rearrange their room in a way so that that the room itself becomes a reminder. Like, oh, everything's different. Oh, that's right because this is the year of something else. And, like the, even that the, you can use your physical environment and the way things are arranged in it as a reminder. But in a way that's not necessarily so blunt as a piece of paper taped to the wall. Yeah, that's a, that, I think that's a great that's a great way to do it too. Like this, the the desk that came here definitely is a huge change to my environment. So it, it does it does tell me like oh okay, like it, it it hits me. So it's like it's something that's a that's a good tip. Is that it for the review wise? Okay, so super like it. I don't know if it's useful to like, do this for like blanket twenty twenty one. Happy with how it went. Okay, not okay. I hate it. I'm always happy with how the year goes. I'm I'm more than happy. It's like I lived good enough. Oh, instant half, instant okay. If I lived. Yeah. No, I think it went great. I'm I'm pretty happy about it. What about you? Oh yeah, I'm definitely like in the. Even though like I ha- I feel like there were things I did wrong. And I didn't do as good as I wanted to. Still like I consider it, like a great year. And so what about next year? What do you have any themes? Do you have already in your mind? Are you gonna continue the development theme? Well, the way I feel like with themes is like the idea is to like build habits. So like even though this wasn't the year of health, 2021 wasn't a year of health, I still continued the health, the healthy habits I developed in 2020. You know, so like, you know, there's like a, there's a floor of how much I have to make sure I get, like I move around and get exercise done. Or there's like a limit to how much I would allow myself to pig out on food. So like, so the same thing with the development where like these skills that I've improved on, I plan to like continue trying to do new things, right? Ideally, like, because like, because I didn't do that well in terms of new development, I feel like that's not, that that habit hasn't stuck yet, so maybe not. But in terms of like you know, improving skills that I already possess, I've I've built a routine around that a bit, so that'll probably continue. But no, but like my year of twenty twenty one, the thing the you know the word that I've chosen is like I want it to be the year of like connections. Hmm. I want to be connections, and it you know I always like picking words that I can kind of have take two uses, right. So like development was like, I knew I was going to do a lot of software development and therefore development. And also because I wanted to develop new skills. So like, that's how it worked. Connections for me this time is like, I've now I've, I've improved on some skills. I've gotten new skills. I want to apply them together. I want to connect them in a way. So like, you know, I've developed a new skill. I have, I have more front end knowledge, right? And I want to be able to apply that to knowledge I've already had on back end stuff. I want to connect them together. And, but I also want to do this thing which, I guess I kind of just assumed, which is like in hindsight, stupid assumption, that 2020 was a weird year. You know, people didn't go out as much, right? So the reason why I wasn't hanging out with people as much was because it was this 2020 thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, I, I knew that like my engagement with other people would go down once I'm out of school. Like I knew that would just be like a consequence of that because like school is such an easy place to like meet people you have stuff in common with and interact with them on a daily basis. And 2020 happened. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a 2020 thing. And then, like, looking back on 2021, it's like, most, like, you know, it's not, everything's not normal yet, quite yet. But, like, it, it's normal enough that people going back to engaging with each other and I just chose not to. Okay. Like, I, I was pretty, like, closed off into myself still. As if 2020 was basically still going. And I realized, like, that's just, like, I have to push myself to do that. Like, even though I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. Like, I'm totally fine only talking to, like, two other human beings outside of my family. <laughs> one of which is 
on this podcast with me. <laughs> like I'm, I, I feel, I honestly feel like that's fine, like mentally and, but like I, I know it's not. Even though I feel like it's okay, I know it's not. Like for a long term, like mental health and like, just like gay, you know, improving as a person, that's not a good thing. And so I, I plan to like, I plan to hopefully I can do it. Push myself to like go out and like maybe not even just meet new people, just like reconnect with people I've sp- I haven't spoken to in a long time, just so I can have like this wider reach of people who I communicate with and connect to. Like that's like that's that's like the main one for me. Is like I want to like socialize with human beings again. I oh, consider that, that a plus. That that's a great theme. Yeah, good luck, dude. Hopefully next year we'll see you and you'll be like, yeah, we got like twenty other people like, in in this list here. <laughs> yeah my contacts went from two to 20 yeah, 10, 10 times increase would be pretty good honestly if i just like if i have a, if i can get like at least two maybe three to four new people that i talk to you know what i would consider a regular basis that alone would be like a huge success for me yeah so what about you what you got any new resolutions like any new new resolutions or are you just continuing old ones um well i'm definitely continuing old ones uh still want to focus on physical health um and uh you know my schooling obviously that that never really stops uh but i'm also you know looking for other stuff too like um trying to better myself as a person as i know that's that's really vague like what does that mean but uh mm-hmm. you, you know you know like uh i'm hopefully you know trying to get better and better and uh looking to get married soon so i'm not saying it's going to be next year but starting the process at least that's kind of a big thing so like you don't want, you don't want to be like at the end of the year I'm going to be a better person. You want to be like at least by the end of the year I want to have made progress or like create stepping stones I can use next year and the years afterwards to get myself to a better person. Yeah, and I think I think it's always like a like a struggle, right? But uh, I think I think you put it well. Like just uh, just some framework that'll help me, you know, clear my mind and get a little bit closer to that goal. Yeah, for sure. I don't really have any like uh, like career wise. I'm not focus too much on that right now so like at least in 2022 nice number i'm gonna be focusing on uh, <laughs> uh like myself a little bit more i just realized, i think i said my year the theme of 2021 was connections i meant 2022 i still haven't got in my head that next year is 2022 and not in 2020 anymore even though it's been a year yep yeah it's gonna feel like that for a second when you said 2022 i was like oh wow i'm just thinking two years ahead crazy <laughs> it's literally like Especially because this episode comes out New Year's Eve. It's like tomorrow's 2022. Yeah. Do you still have... Like, this is a bit random, but like... I remember as a kid, I had a really hard time remembering what year it was. Like, I'd always write like the wrong year, especially in the beginning couple months. I feel like that doesn't happen as often as it did when I was younger. Do you feel that same way or no? Hmm. I guess not as often. But it still happens quite a lot for me. Really? Okay. I feel like it didn't happen at all this year. Like I, just, oh, really? I knew that even though like I just said like how I didn't it didn't register to me that next year is twenty twenty two. Whenever I wrote the date on any piece of paper or any or I typed out on any form or anything, I always knew like oh twenty twenty one. Like I just it, it, that I had clicked for some reason. I at first I was I was wondering maybe it's one of those things where like you know say like the years seem longer when you're younger. Sure. I think it's one of those things where, like, when you're a kid, like, writing 2020 for a kid, like, oh, I wrote 2020 for so long that it's ingrained. And then when I write 21, I, it feels unintuitive. I want to write 20. But then as you get older, the years feel so short. It's like, oh, is it 2020? Is it 2022 yet? Where are we at? 
yeah, I mean, I still struggled in the beginning. Uh, I was like, wait. And then, you know, you have those really uglies, like, <laughs> like. Some of them are nice. Some of them are nice. Yeah, sure. But for 2022, at least, if I put a one down, it's pretty easy to change that to a two. Yeah, um, especially if you if you do one of those ones with like the like the top little notch and the line at the bottom. That's even if you don't, you can it. you can always add that to a one. I feel. That's oh, not that's true. That's, yeah. If you, yeah, that's true. If it's like if, if your one's just like a vertical line, you kind of just turn that into like the curve of the two. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I don't I don't have to write down the date so much like handwriting anymore. So it's like a. That's definitely true. I, I don't know thing. how many times I could probably if I kept track, I probably count how many times I wrote. Like actually wrote the date down with the year, on like maybe both my hands. Like I don't think I just don't write dates anymore. Like with pen and paper. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I immediately take that back immediately, oh, because, really? uh, uh, like nearly near the end of this year, like the last quarter, I would say like mid either mid or start of October, I started journaling. Oh. So I feel like it would be a nice way to like, it was like another skill I wanted to develop. It was like journal. Actually, I I I completely forgot about that. As I mentioned it earlier, like I started journaling, and so like every night I would write the date. So who knows? Maybe now I want to botch it when we get to twenty twenty two, because now I'm writing the date daily, and I've been writing twenty twenty one for the last three months. So, so okay, that's that way. That's that's pretty interesting. So you you started a journal, but you made it, you're doing a handwritten journal. Yes, I've chosen to do a handwritten journal. Is there a reason for that? Why did you go analog versus digital? Uh, one. I'm a bit of a paranoid person when it comes to like putting very personal things on like a digital format, because I feel like if someone wants to steal, because like I, I guess you she went, I could have done like a text document like on my computer, but like I'm always paranoid that like someone could like hack into my systems and get that information. Whereas if someone wants to get my journal, they have to like, break into my physical house and get it. That's like one thing I considered. Which I, I know is a bit, I like, can't believe you paranoid. even consider that. I can't believe that was even a consideration. Wow. Okay. You're, you're crazy, just, dude. You're, you're just like beyond paranoid here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like having like, also, that was like a, my, honestly, that was like a minor concern, but it was something that I definitely considered. This is like, I don't like putting very personal things on any sort of digital cloud-based storage system at all. Okay. Like, I guess I, I actually, it didn't occur to me because I was just thinking like, oh, Google Docs. I don't like the idea of like having a Google Doc of like very personal things. But in hindsight, like I probably could have sent like a text document, a .txt file. And that would work just as well. And it would be on my computer locally only, only stored locally. So that was kind of like a weird thought. But honestly, like, to me, a journal ha- like, to me, a journal has to be physical, like analog. To you racist. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like... like we got a journal elitist here. <laughs> even though I don't like... Like, I don't like writing and reading. This is not a thing for me. Like, I, prefer, I would prefer typing. When we when we were in school, like, once we got to the age where the teachers allowed you to take notes on computers, immediately switched over to taking notes on a computer. And, like, I, but the thing is, I think the issue is that I can type way faster than I can write. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm forced to, like, be more conscious of what I'm writing and be more, like, self-conscious about what I'm saying and actually internalize what it is I'm thinking. Whereas, like, it can be a bit too much, like, flow of consciousness if I'm just typing away and I'm just, like, just things are just coming out of my head, which can be good for some things, like, especially, like, idea building, like, if you want to make, if you're working on, like, ideas, just having just as much junk out as possible from your brain can be pretty good. But when I, I wanted the journal to be way more self-reflective, not just here's the things that happened and here's what I thought of them, but, like, genuinely thinking about how I feel about things. And I feel like because I, can, I write so much slower than I type, 
it forces me to do that. That's why, like, you know, all the studies show that, like, writing notes is better at, like, actually absorbing the information than typing is. Because you just type so fast that you're, you're able to keep up with your mind. Whereas when you write, you're forced to internalize it. And so, like, that was, like, the main factor for why I chose the physical one. It just, it, it would force me to actually, like, use it for the way I want to use it. So what kind of things do you put in this journal, then? Like, you, you like things about the day that happened, things, just your thoughts about the day? Is it about just the day? Is it about other thoughts? Like, the thing that, just things that you're thinking about? Mm, it, it, honestly, it really de- depends on, like, a day-to-day basis. Some days will just be like, oh, here's some things that happened. That's it. Like, I have no thoughts or feelings towards them whatsoever. There's just things that happen. Especially, like, like I said, like, I fell into a, a very easy routine. And so days just kind of blended together. But sometimes, like, something I'll, I'll hear something or I'll see a post about something. And it'll stick with me. And I'll, I'll be thinking about it throughout the day. And then when it comes time to, like, journal, I'll write, like, a lot about, like, how I, you know, what, what, what post was it that I saw? How did it, what, what about it stuck with me? Why did it stick with me? How, what are my feelings towards it? Like, those kind of things. Like, it can go, like, really in-depth in that way. Or if something just, like, something super mundane happens, but for some reason it's sticking with me. The journal's a good way to see, like, can I figure out why? Like, this should have been a mundane thing, but for some reason it's sticking with me. Why is that? I really like this, ref- the reflection idea. I, 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 I really like the idea that you're thinking about these things and you're writing them down and kind of formalizing. That's like, that's, that's really good. It's really cool. I, I the thing I, ha- I had a problem with journals like a long time ago where I was just constantly thinking of, I was, I was stuck in a loop of thinking, should I even start a journal? Which is kind of like, okay. just because I, cause you know, I, I like writing by hand. I just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I like it, but I'd rather type. Is is was one of the things, and I also I I like the cloud, and I don't I don't care, I care about privacy, but you know it's I don't I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure if it matters that much whether someone I mean have you shown anyone only your physical journal have you shown your like anyone anyone at all define shown like do they know it exists no 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 yes. I mean show them a page like opened of it. up yeah any bit of it absolutely not okay absolutely not. You made it sound like are you would you ever think about showing anyone? No, I would not. This is like these are incredibly like deep personal things about me that I I don't think I would want any other human being to know. Even though they're not like super crazy thoughts, they just feel too real to just share with people. So this is this is this that was my dilemma. Where I was like, Okay, so I start a journal. I don't really want anyone to read it though. Like besides myself, but I do want someone to read. It. Like I, I, I have this thing where you know when someone robs a bank, like, like in movies, like they, <laughs> okay. they, like like they want people to know that they're the ones that robbed the bank, but they don't want to get caught. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they want they want the notoriety, the no, the notoriety. They don't want the consequences. You see, you want to go with this? I can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want people to know this happened and how cool it was and how well planned it was and all these things. You want you want that to be out there, but you don't want it to be tied to you exactly exactly so for the journal stuff i was like okay well maybe in the future I'd, I'd like my potential spouse to see it or my children to see it you know just you know something like that right but then i'm like i i can't just write everything in the world then if that's the case if i want someone to see it at the end of the day it needs to be you know it needs to be somewhat legible and somewhat you know i don't know like presentable presentable yeah and for me it would be more of a typing thing like online like a cloud-based thing because I wanted to, I want to preserve it. But then I was like, uh, it's not going to be possible to to preserve something that I want to show other people, and but it's still going to be 
a journal. Like it's it's gonna kind of throw away the meaning of the journal in the first place. Mm, okay. And I kind of convinced myself that there's is no that reason to. Yeah, there's just like keep the thoughts in your head kind of deal, which is kind of a weird, you know, conclusion. I mean, it feels like what you would want is like an anonymous blog, basically. But I want people to know that it's me. Is a thing, right? Oh, you want them to show it to you? Yeah, I, 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 I'd be okay with people knowing that it was me. Oh, interesting. Okay. Then I guess you just want a vlog then. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just make a vlog, and then I'll, if you want, if you still want that personal, very deep kind of thing, then like use a physical journal for that instead. In reality, what I really need is to just ignore what other people might think. But then that's not really how life works, right? That's so. not practical. There's a reason why we are the characters we are on this podcast. Yes, exactly. Still, I like I told you about my. I'm not sure if I talked about it in the podcast or about, like you know my dream diary thing. No, I don't think you have. Like I think we talked about dreams and you you mentioned like writing them down before. Like you tried once and you stopped, fell off it. But I don't yeah. know if that's what you're referring to. If you're talking to like dreams, as in like ambitions for yourselves, or you're just no, saying no, no, dreams no, no. you had when you sleep. Literal dreams in the night or in the day, whatever. Like when I when I like <laughs> sleeping in the day, of course, I, I would wake up and immediately because you need to start forgetting the dreams, right? I would I have I had the dream diary like right near my bed. I would just pull it out, pull out the pencil, it's like a tiny little booklet, it's physical. And I would open it up and I would just start writing exactly how the dream went down. And I would draw pictures and then I would and the main reason was I I want to know like I would write down other meta details like you know what time did I sleep? Uh what time did I wake up? How what was my mood right now? What is my mood in the dream and you know, how did I feel and why did I feel that way? Because some, you know, sometimes you feel scared, but there's not really much of a reason to feel scared, right? When you, at least when you wake up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, other things like how is my bed oriented, like how is my pillow like oriented, and so because it's just weird, right? Uh, you want to get you want to get as much data as possible so you can see if you can find any sort of connection. Yeah, right. Any connection, and it was going pretty well until one day I just stopped and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> but I'm curious to see like what 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 would happen literally like if I had just kept going. But the thing is, I forget my dreams, like, so fast. It's like, even as I'm writing them, I'm like, I'm forgetting it. <laughs> yeah, I really do hate how much you forget your dreams. But I guess it's kind of a good thing. Because we talked about this before. Where, like, I also did a dream journal thing for a while. Just because I like the idea of lucid dreaming. And dream journals were, like, this well-known technique to, like, become more lucid. Like, for me, it's like a, it's a rare one-off. It happens sometimes. I get lucid when I'm dreaming. But I wanted to be more consistent. But, you know, like I said, like you said, I, I also fell off. Just, I stopped doing it one day. But... I do think it's interesting that the idea of like having a dream journal for the sake of self-reflection, because I I know I'm always in the camp like dreams are kind of meaningless. Like it, the stories that dreams tell, like I don't like listening to people talk about dreams. Like you know, oh I was running down the hallway, and I was running from like something. I didn't know what it was, but it was like I knew I had to run away from it. And like I was at school, but then like I wasn't at school. I was at my house. Like I hate I hate hearing that. But I do think like the fact that you were afraid in your dream, like your brain chose to process fear as the emotion of that dream could show something about your current state of your actual life exactly and so i think that th- that would be a good way for a dream journal to be i think but like like you said maybe i'm maybe i'm just forgetting them but i feel like as of late i haven't had dreams in a long time really yeah like i i i don't i used to be like i would wake up and I'd be like oh i had this dream or i had a dream about that and like and i would forget the dream but i still remember that i had a dream i just wouldn't remember the dream itself nowadays i just wake up I'm like did i even dream last night i don't think i dreamt last night and i like i know Everybody dreams like two to three dreams a night and like you just forget them. But like usually when you wake up, you still remember having a dream. And I just haven't had that in a while. So maybe I should just do a dream drill just to see like maybe I'm just forgetting that I had a dream and that what the dream was. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely try it out. I'm really surprised you haven't had a dream in a while. 
That's uh, interesting. I know that is a thing that some people just they, some nights you just don't dream. And some people that they, they consistently just don't dream, and dreams are like a rare occasion. Yeah, I I mean I'm always dreaming. Daydreaming? No, I'm kidding. But I'm I'm always dreaming. <laughs> like uh, even if I don't dream that night or the next night, it's gonna gonna come soon. You do that thing where like you wake up from a dream and you like it so much you fall back asleep hoping to fall back into that dream. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, many times. And does it work for you sometimes? It does yeah. Yeah, it works pretty. It does. It right? works pretty it does. well. Yeah, it, it works pretty it well. Does, it does. <laughs> I always find it interesting because it does actually work really well. It's actually like a pretty reliable way of going back into that dream. Just fall back asleep quickly. I think I've talked to you about like why I think it's like because you're saying like you know it's a shame. I was I said like oh it's a shame you forget dreams, but now I'm also remember like there have been times where I've legitimately confused memories with dreams. Really? I did, yeah, we we talked about this before, Hamza, on like the last time we talked about dreams. Okay, but that's when, still like, very surprising. The dream is like super mundane. It'll be like us at a park, and like something super mundane will happen, and like I'll remember it vividly. Enough that I'll believe it's a memory until I'm reminded, like, no, you know, we never went to that park. At, like, you know, like that was our childhood park. We lived there when we were like five years old or eight or eight years old. I haven't gone back there in years. And I was like 11. I, I was too old in that dream to have possibly have been there recently. So like then I, I, I'm able to recall, like, these are all childhood memories. Though. Like, I never had a dream where, like, I'm my age right now, like in my 20s. And then woken up and like, oh, yeah, a week ago, this happened. It's always like, oh, I, I feel like I have a memory of when I was like, in middle school but I, I couldn't have been a real memory because i was at like a park where i used to live back when i was in elementary school that i didn't live at when i was in middle school it's like those kind of things yeah but i'm surprised that you would even think that that was a that was a memory instead of a dream it's like you know you i guess i just kept recalling that dream enough times that i just got slurred into like long-term memory like i to this day I ha- i have this memory that i'm still not sure if it was a dream or not where I went to an amusement park with like these clo- these like very close like family friends of ours, and I remember all I remember from that amusement park trip, which once again like maybe I only remember this much because that's all that ever existed because it's a dream. Where we watched like a specific movie, it was one of those 4D movies, and we got splashed in the face with water and stuff. And I remember like certain scenes from that movie, but whenever I talked to like my parents about it, or the people who, unfortunately, the people who were close friends, we they moved away a long time ago, and we lost contact with them basically. So I can't ask them, but I'm going to talk to my parents or my sister about it. They're like, no, this never happened. We never went to like, we never went to a trip to any amusement park with those. We're like, oh, we went on some trips with those people, and but whenever we describe the movie, they're like, no, I don't remember this movie at all. This 4D experience you're describing. So like, I still don't know to this day. Like, was it a dream or it made it, I'm just remembering a detail that they didn't they didn't think was special enough to remember. Jeez. Like they might remember the same trip, but remember different aspects of it. Whereas I only I only have like these 30 seconds of this one movie that they probably just didn't bother remembering. I'm glad it's not something important, like you know. Oh I mean, no, no, relatively. No. That's that's kind of a scary. That's kind of a scary thought. Is it a dream? Was it a memory? No one else remembers, but is it? Uh, I don't know. Because I know it's happened before. Where, like I know this is a memory, one thousand percent. And my family's been like, I don't remember that happening at all. But, like I know it's a memory for sure. Like I'm, it is no doubt in my mind. And like so, then like now I I have to question everything whenever they don't remember something. Like maybe they just don't remember, it, but I do. Yeah. Because to them it was mundane, but I was a kid, so like everything's special when you're a kid. The only way to find out is contact those family friends. And if they also say no, then uh, live your life in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like nothing will have changed. Um, what, what can you do, right? Will you, yeah, will, you yeah. will you believe that if they said no to, then it never happened? I don't think you no, would. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. If they said, yeah, th- only a yes would change. If they said, yes, I remember that trip. I remember that movie. I remember this scene. I'd be like, so it's real. I know it's real. But if they said, no, I don't remember that. I'd be like, well, we just don't remember because you didn't think it was special either. Yeah. 
Or maybe you don't remember because you were so young. Because like you know they're around my age. Right. They right. were. It was very young too. So. Okay. Let's 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 wrap up the theme discussion. I, if I'm if I'm thinking of a theme, like a oh, one word. Or one phrase. Or one phrase for a theme. Maybe it would be something like balance. You know. Or. Ooh, you, that's a good one. Yeah, because like gotta gotta juggle everything, or maybe juggling. <laughs> maybe, balance, maybe balance sounds cooler but you gotta balance everything in our lives you know the thing is if you named your year the year of juggling like I would understand what you meant but I'd also have like this expectation that by the end of the year you would know how to juggle oh my god like, I can juggle with one ball that helps <laughs> can you? You, what, you, just, you just throw the ball up and down right what else is there? can you throw it from one hand to the other? yeah what do you, uh, with your eyes closed? my eyes closed? hang on a second eyes closed? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, I guess that's it. It's a theme of connections, theme of balance. They're, good, uh, they're, kind of, they're kind of interconnected, I feel like. like I'm every to find word is interconnected with every <laughs> other word, yes. I meant like, I'm trying to like connect with people and find a more of a, add more social aspects to my life to find a better balance between like by myself versus with others. So I kind of, I feel, I feel like there's a bit more connection than like, you know, if, like, yeah, like your development versus if it's year development versus year of balance, I would be like, they aren't very connected. But I feel like balance and connections, like there's, a, there's something there. Something there okay, okay. All right, but you can't steal mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> I saw this really funny. Have you watched Spider-Man in uh, uh, like Hindi or Urdu? No, God, no. I would never do that to myself. I think I did, <laughs> like because I saw I saw a TikTok where um this family of like I'm pretty sure they're Indians they were they were they were singing the Spider Man theme song in Indian or like or in Indian in like Hindi, in and and I was like wait a minute this sounds so familiar but it's so funny the way they were saying it like <laughs> uh good times so like it was it was trans it wasn't just an accent thing it was like translated proper no it wasn't translated properly oh so okay <laughs> but was it but was it were they speaking English. Or was this like... No, they were speaking Hindi. Okay, okay. So it was it was not... I was saying like, it's like an accent thing that they were just singing the lyrics like Spider-Man. Oh, no, Spider-Man, they didn't even... They, they didn't even no, no, they were speaking in Hindi with a Hindi accent. and uh, it, But it was funny because the lyrics aren't even the same in the normal one. As oh, far as I can tell. Related. Okay, And it's just funny. It's just funny. What the hell is Spider in Punjabi? You know what Spider is in Urdu? Uh, I think we just say Spider. I don't know. Yeah, same. I recently learned what kitchen was in Punjabi. What is it? In Punjabi, it's Rasoi. Rasoi? Yeah, Rasoi. Yeah. I don't even know what kitchen is. Same, right? Because uh, kitchen is like one of those words like, oh, you know, kitchen to jaw or like, yo, like, you, you use kitchens as kitchen. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, but enough about language. <laughs> I swear, if, if, we, if we just keep talking, after, like, as, as time for infinity, We'll just start talking about languages. <laughs> yeah, it, it just collapses to languages every time. Okay, okay. Anyways. anyways. So Spider-Man No Way Home just released like 10 years ago or something. And we, I, I watched it yesterday. Okay, before we even begin, uh, this is a no-spoiler discussion for the first part. We'll probably go into spoilers later on. Oh, I want to at least like, I don't want to talk, I want to talk, talk about Spider-Man. Oh, you want to just go spoilers all the way? Just like. I, from, I'm, from I'm here gonna, onward. I'm, I'm just scared. I'm just scared of going no spoiler and then spoiling something. Yours, this is an edited podcast, right? It's not. It's not live. Yeah. S- still. Still. Spider Man right, dies. Fine, fine. Oh my bad. 
Okay, this is now a spoiler podcast. At this point, if you haven't seen the movie and you're interested in watching the movie, uh, jump off now. Pause this. No, watch no, no. It, don't back. even jump off. Just listen. It's, 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 not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know I'd consider it a big deal. I would like jump off and go watch the movie and come back. Okay, okay. How about this? How about this for the for the non-spoiler part? Uh, what did you think about the movie? Okay, okay. So let's get like general thoughts on the movie. Like it, dislike it. All right. So if you left already and you just came back after watching the movie, we're now in the no spoiler zone. Just go, Emily. Just go. Okay, you can edit all that out. Right. It's an okay movie. Okay, so I you, guess would, a, you would rate it okay. okay at best. Okay. What, what is, yeah. so is that like a 5 out of 10? Is that what I think of when I think of okay? Or is it like 7 out of 10? Is that what I think of when I think of okay? Okay, well now we have to bust out my two skills. Okay, yeah, I don't want to go into numbers specifically, but I'm trying to see where your okay is, you know. Okay is like, I'll consider okay a movie that I enjoy the time. I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. Okay. And I would recommend it to others. But it's not a good movie, because otherwise you said good. You said okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the difference between like an okay and a good movie is a good movie is one that I would actively recommend. Whereas okay is like if someone asked me, should I watch it? I would say yes, watch it. I wouldn't tell people to watch it. They would, If they asked, I would tell them to. I would... Like, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's definitely okay. I and what are the numbers here? Because it's definitely not a ten. It's definitely not a nine. It's not. I'm not an eight. I'm thinking it's lower. Here's the thing. I feel like if a movie gets a five out of ten, people think like it's a terrible movie. Like I feel like no, no one takes five out of ten as like actually middle of the road movie. They, like this, especially with video games. Like IGN, if a video game gets less than a seven on IGN, it must be like a buggy, terrible game that just doesn't work. It doesn't even turn on for IGN to give it anything less than a seven. No, it's okay because in this podcast you can explain your score. It's it, it's all right. If even if you say one out of ten, I'd be like, well, you gotta explain yourself, and then you explain, and then okay, okay, no problem. Here's how I'll do it. I have like we've, I've spoken before how I have a two scale system, right? Where it's like there's the category of how much did I enjoy the movie versus how much if I had to think critically about it, how well made is that movie? Yeah, yeah. I I don't care about the second one. Tell me about the first one, movie. Okay, okay, okay. So the first one goes from like I would say from like negative five to five. Right? That's my range. So, zero is like... What? Okay, I'm, just gonna, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna range it up by five then. <laughs> I know, but think of like in my head, like, negative means like it, it left me with a negative emotion. Like, that's how much I disliked it. That's a zero, bro. Like, <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. Zero is a movie that I just don't have any opinion of okay, whatsoever. all right, dude. You gotta be special. Okay, go ahead. I do, I do. I'm very desperate. <laughs> so, negative five to positive five. This is probably like a two. So, I guess that in your scale, that would be a seven. Is it a two or is it You're a good? seven? Now, dude? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of it's, what I should. It's a I... two. It's a two. Think of it as a two out of five, but keep in mind that a zero out of five would be a movie that I've just like shrugged my shoulders at, not one that I would vehemently like talk about how much I hate it. Two out of five is a four out of ten. Yeah. Once again, that's why I'm, I'm emphasizing the negatives because like a, t- a four, a two out of five sounds like oh you must have hated that movie. You're, like you were net negative. So if I said, so if I said, I know this is getting, but if I said, uh. So you rate the movie seven out seven out of ten. Would you agree or disagree with that? I'd be like close enough. Okay, you'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would say more towards six, but yeah. So okay, all right. So it's a it's a six six and a half seven ish kind yeah, of movie. Yeah. Out of ten, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, so before we explain why that is, let me explain mine, and then we can get to the spoiler part. Um, so for me, I mean, I watched it literally a couple hours ago. And by a couple, yeah, I but mean, it was a couple hours ago. I've had two days to think about it. Yeah, and uh, you know I've thought about it and stuff, and I think it's it's weird, and we'll see why in explanation. But I think I'd give it like at least a nine or a ten. I'm not I'm not joking. I would give Whoa, it. Whoa, really? It, you you yeah, enjoyed it that much? I'd give it a very high rating. That is very strange because I normally I feel like we're flipped. I usually find that 
you tend to be more critical of movies where I'm just like, oh yeah, I just if it, I'll I'll, I'll enjoy almost any movie whatsoever. Like Detective yeah, Pikachu, you like Detective Pikachu is in a good movie. I'm like, oh, I love Detective Pikachu because I could like, sit there and just watch it. I was having so much fun. Yes, you're right. Usually I am the crazy guy, but okay, okay. Are we done with the no spoiler part now? Yes. All right. Welcome back. No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so okay. I'm a little, how about you explain why you didn't? Why would this movie not get a ten out of ten or a nine out of ten? You know, like a high rating. What? 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 What did it miss? What did it do badly? Okay. So I give it props that the movie did a really good job of juggling so many characters because that's supposed to be like a, a pain they're about to deal with. But I feel like most of the time the character shows up and they're just like pushed away. Like not, they they can just, like, they just ignore that character for like a while and then go to some other character and they push them away and they, like. It, each character's story is kind of its own separate thing until like the like maybe three fourths of the way through the movie. Then all of a sudden they're all there, and then it just kind of becomes like a mess. Like so many things are happening all at once, anyways. Which is what you're trying to avoid with the whole keep them separate to begin with thing. Yeah. And I feel like the movie went, the quality of the movie dropped when, ironically, when the other two Spider-Men showed up, which should have been a high point. Why? And it was. Like, when they showed up, I was like, oh, my God, it's Andrew Garfield. Oh, my God, so they go out. Like, I enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed seeing them on screen and interacting with each other. But I don't know. Anytime they interacted, it constantly felt like, like, I could, like, I, I could feel the writers just, like, nudging me in, the sh- in my rib being like, hey, hey, get it? Get it? Get it? Get that? Like, I it's, I constantly felt that way. Anytime, like, they spoke to each other. That's what I just said. That's what wow, it ruined it for heck? me. Was anytime <laughs> they interacted, it just felt like they were like, they're like, hey, you get the reference? Get this reference? Hey, oh, we acknowledge this. Isn't that funny? Like a, a specific, a specific, uh, a specific example is when they when they address for like five seconds. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man doesn't need web car- cartridges to shoot webs; they come out of his body. That entire like dialogue scene just felt so forced and contrived just to address oh, the fact that it? hey, Tobey Maguire doesn't, and it never comes up again. Like it's never like necessary it was so, to know. It was so funny. No, wait, it's necessary to the Spider-Man though. What do you mean it's necessary to Spider-Man? It's necessary to the other dudes to know that. Like, it's in, it's in, you know, you know, absolutely you, you, not. Wait, wait, here, here's the thing, here's the thing. First of all, I knew Andrew Garfield didn't have, like, physical web, sh- like, he didn't have in his body, like, body makes the web, whatever, liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but it's, I, a, it's a, was it's a ever, device. Was it ever shown that t- uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man had that? I don't, I don't ever recall them saying, oh, he makes his own, uh, liquid or any, I, I don't remember that at all. That's why I was always confused. Like, is it, is, is it, is it, is it his own body? Is it, is it, is he making that? No, they never showed him. They never showed him filling up the cartridges either, or anything. That's true. They never showed him filling up. But I'm, I could have you see him like you see the device on his wrist constantly. I'm almost sure. Like just because you have a device on your wrist, he has a device all over his body, bro. Like that's the that's the thing with his suit. I was never like I was never under the impression that he had, uh, like he had to have actual cartridges. But in this movie, of course, they had to show that. Because... Oh, no, no, no. Is no, 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 hundred percent. When they first introduced Spider-Man in Civil War, like he. Like t- 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 Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, he geeks out talking to Tony Stark about the web and how he, how it works and how it's made. Like they have this whole interaction In where like, Civil he geeks War, out to you, show. I'm not considering Civil War here. I think we're talking about the <laughs> Spider-Man movies. It's the same Spider-Man. We're talking about the Spider-Man movies, bro. No, they 100 percent established that it's it's cartridge based. Okay, if they, if they showed it, then that's fine. But even then, that's not really like that's just something I, I saw that was interesting. But I love that dialogue though. That dialogue was so funny. It was so it was it was hilarious. Like they were talking about how you know. No, you didn't think that was funny. You thought it was forced. I didn't think that was forced at all. If you were, imagine your situation. If you were the one who was there, you're like, "Wow, you don't use this? How? How does it work?" Of course, you'd be curious. I thought that was. I thought that was. I didn't think that was forced at all. I don't know. I found like I thought, I enjoyed the dialogue afterwards. Like when they're talking about it, like at the Statue of Liberty, that dialogue's kind of pretty funny. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed that's that. What I'm, yeah, that's what I'm talking but about. 
But I'm talking about you no, know, the first time they show it. When they're like, okay, I'm ready. I, you know, I have the cure for this person. I have the cure for this person. And then Tom Holland just kind of goes like, oh, Buzz, here's some web cartridges. You know, I got, I got web cartridges for myself. And then like, Tony goes like, well, what's that? What's that? And like, and he just shoots it to show it. Like, I don't know. Like, something about that just didn't feel natural to me. Like, like in the way the rest, the rest of the movie is like pretty. I would consider it pretty well written. The rest of it, I felt like it, it, nothing really felt that for it. Like that specific scene just felt. Maybe it's because I know that. That Tobey Maguire doesn't need one, and like, maybe a third person who has no familiarity with the previous movies wouldn't, who didn't know that. Like, but even then, like, no, I had, fam- I, I knew that before, and I thought that was amazing. And also, like, but it, it's, it's to me, it's more interesting than that because of that. It docked points. That's that's the more uh, interesting parts for me. You know, here let me let me tell you let me tell you a little bit about my like the reason why I gave it such a high number. Like, I thought I was actually more excited to see the three Spider Men together than I was. Like when all the Avengers and Endgame and 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 Infinity War came together, I didn't honestly. I was way more hyped. Like not not not, not like in the movie, like watching the movie, I was like, whoa, this is so much. I care more about these three Spider dudes than I care about the entire MCU that showed up in the Avengers to defeat Thanos, a purple alien. Like I that seriously, that's literally what I was thinking. I totally agree with you on that. Like seeing them together was great to watch, and I enjoyed most of their time together. This is like. I'm saying like every once in a while, there's a line or two with like that that inter- that dialogue on the Statue of Liberty where like Andrew Garfield goes like, "Oh, I'm lame," and it's like, "No, no," and Tony goes like, "No, you're you're incredible. You know, you're amazing." Right? It's like that was like, "Come on." I thought that was so funny. I know. I, I mean, I'm not thinking too, but here, okay, here's another thing. Like, I think that the plot was actually bad, but I, it, the movie was so good that I don't even I don't even consider that part of the score anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just I don't care because it's, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like when. The, when you think about the plot, like, for okay, actually, in Lord of the Plot, the, the biggest problem that I have with the movie is remember that scene where Doctor Strange is trying to take the box back from Peter, mm-hmm. inside the uh, mirror dimension, yeah, inside the mirror dimension Whatever. and all the other places and whatnot, and he fails. Yeah, I are they saying that Peter Parker is stronger than Doctor Strange? Like he's better than Doctor? Because because dude, it's the mirror dimension. Like Doctor Strange is like the he is controlling stuff in the mirror dimension. And Peter, like, they don't show in the movie. They don't show like, oh, he takes the box and he's able to get away. No, no, no. Peter destroys Doctor Strange in everything yeah, that Doctor him, Strange yeah. shows, and he takes the box back. Like it's not even like, a, oh, I beat him, but it was kind of hard fought. But he destroyed yeah, or, it. Yeah, it, it could have been like, oh, he was like, he was super cunning in a way that tricked him, like as a person. But no, it's like he straight up like overpowers him essentially. And he 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 outwits him too. It's not even like a. And I was I was the whole time I was thinking like. I have to I have to rescale my thinking now because I was thinking Doctor Strange is like top tier. Like he's he, supposed to be. I'm he sees he's 14 million, defeats Dormammu, is like very sorcerer. He's not sorcerer supreme, but you know, up there kind of deal. But now it's like, wait, Peter Parker? I got a second. He got bit by a spider. That's that's all you need now. <laughs> no training, no camouflage, just bit by a spider. You're good. I thought that was very unrealistic. Then again, I don't admit, you know, I don't know the Doctor as much as the writers do, so maybe that's not. Yeah, maybe he had unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of what Doctor Strange can and can't do, or what Peter Parker can and can't do. So I didn't like that, but the the plot wise, it didn't make sense because you're telling me Strange he started the spell quite early. I was like, he started immediately. Yeah, he probably should like sat down, made some ground rules, you know. And wasn't he like? Shouldn't he be thinking himself too? Like, oh, maybe the kid doesn't want everyone to forget. He just it's mostly the world. I think that's a really obvious thing to think about. It's not even like a oh he should have said it. He should have told me. No, it's pretty obvious to know that he doesn't want everyone to forget about him, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was really strange. I feel like Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange. Like, 
hate you. <laughs> I feel like Doctor Strange, he acted a bit more goofy in this movie than I, I usually associate with his character. Yeah, and a bit dumb. more like he just jumps to conclusions and like just assumes things too quickly. But then he also has that moment where he acted like really dark. Where, like, the enti- like when he when he first shows off the box and like just and, like, shows the spell is trapped and how he's going to send them all back to the dimension. And Peter's like, no, we can help them. You know, we can save them from their fates. And like, the entire time it's shot, like... He's like constantly in shadow, and the and the camera's like, twi- like twisting to like make you almost like nauseous. And it's like, why is it making him look so evil in this moment? Like so evil. Like I legit thought that because like, I don't know if you watched. I guess it's spoilers for What If now. Uh, what If? There's a there's a What If episode where it's, there's evil Doctor Strange. And if you watch the after credits scene from Spider Man No Way Home, they they, they show uh, evil Doctor Strange. I thought in that moment that was who that was supposed to be. Like that's not actually Doctor Strange. He didn't actually, uh, you know, come, somebody else came back. Like, from a, he's also from another dimension. But it's unrelated to the whole Peter Parker situation. Like, he just saw a, a gap in realities and jumped through it. And this is actually an evil Doctor Strange or something. But no, it's just, that's just how he is. That's just the character, I guess, now. Like, he's totally okay with just like, ah, eh, that's their problem. It's their fate. Uh, screw them. Well, okay, but here, okay, so my sister made this point. Like, the reason why my sister's doctored a few points, or one of my sisters at least, is because the whole curing aspect. Like, she, she didn't agree that... You know, how can you cure someone, like, of, of their evilness? Like, how does that, like, what is that, why is it always called curing someone? That, she felt like that was kind of weird, like. Or I, fix. Or fix, right? I was thinking, like, okay, so the goblin, yeah, you can cure him, and he'll be, he'll just turn good. Okay, that's, that's what, because he has a spill personality. Just get rid of one of them, and he's good. You know, of course, it won't come back, right? We're just assuming these are perfect cures, okay? And then, uh, for lizard, if you cure his lizardness, that doesn't mean that he won't just try it again, right? It's not like he's, it's, it's, it's not like. They- there is an. Inf- I feel like in the original, like in the Midsy Spider-Man one, there kind of was this implication that the lizardness kind of affected his mental state too. Like it was also like a mental thing. Like once he turned lizard, he like kind of went sure, but unstable. but he became the lizard. I'm not saying that he couldn't just become the lizard again, right? Kind of deal. That's true. The Sandman was already good, so not really much. Like you don't like for evilness. You don't need to cure the evil. He's already he's already good, dude. And then uh, Electro, just kind of like. Very unhinged by him, like he's like he's a psychopath, but to be fair, he doesn't have the movie. That's kind of his way. It's kind of exactly. Actually, I guess we've quickly established. Do you know any of these characters beforehand because of the original movies, or have you watched all the original? I ones? watched. Like, yeah, I watched. I watched all of them. All the Spider. All five. Every Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I watched all of them recently, like right before I watched this movie. I I, I marathon like one a day, all five. So I got like fresh in my brain. I also the thing is like I agree with you where I just feel like. The way these, like, the, like, Sandman turning evil all of a sudden again, like, didn't make sense to me. Like, what, what was that about? Like, why did he suddenly decide, like, I don't trust you anymore? I'm out. Or, and what like, is he, what is he even, yeah, it didn't, like, what was he even doing, like, at the end of the day? It's like, I, I Same thing with the that. lizard guy. Like, he was in that truck, and then he heard a bunch of commotions, like, oh, I'm just going to go on a rampage now, I guess. And he yeah, just busts out the truck. Like, did he know what was going on? Like, what? That was a little weird to me. And Here's then the Doc Ock, like... I actually really liked his 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 acting in this one. It well, Doc Ock is like the best of all the villains of all the Spider-Man movies, even the new ones. Doc Ock is the best, number one. Savage, okay, my bad. I love Doc Ock. It has nothing to do with the fact that Spider-Man Two is like the one I watched the most as a kid or something, you know. It has nothing to do with that. Of course. But the thing is, I actually that's actually one of the things I like. You know, I I disliked like not all of them. I I liked having all three Spider-Man on screen, but I disliked some of their interactions. They kind of stuck out and they kind of took me out of the movie quite a bit. And then same thing with the villains we just established. But the thing is, I actually really like the fixing idea. The one thing that you think that do docking points for, I actually no no no, no. I I didn't care about it. Oh, your sister. But that was that's that's like another reason. I feel like I I really felt like this movie was trying to say something. Like you know, you can argue whether it succeeds or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. You know, but I feel like it really was trying to like make a discussion about mental illness. 
Like that's what the like that was like the central theme of this. Like the idea of fixing them was to help them with mental illness effects. What? what? Yeah, I totally, I totally feel that way. That's only for like what? the goblin, maybe. Like well, Doc Ock, Doc Ock didn't have some mental, mental illness, or uh, Sandman didn't have a mental illness. Electro didn't have. He just Electro is kind of like that's that's his personality. And I don't. The thing is, you give him the cure, that doesn't mean he's not crazy anymore. He's just he's, he's still crazy. He's just not electric. You know, like he doesn't have can't control. Electricity. Yeah, Electro, Electro didn't have that moment where like the other ones did where they thanked him or like were happy. Like I don't remember that. Maybe I'm there, 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 there was a moment where Andrew Garfield's Spider Man was talking to him like kind of. Oh yeah, you are. You, know, yeah, you are someone. Some yeah. of that, but you know, it's they can't they can't give a full exposition there. Yeah, the yeah, it's, movie's getting a bit long here. Wrap <laughs> this up. No, because I, I I really did feel like it's, it, I guess I guess you're right. I'm thinking more of the Green Goblin, but let's be honest, the Green Goblin is like the main villain of the movie. Yeah, the other villains is. are just kind of there doing things, but Green Goblin was the one who basically started like, knocked over the first domino, and then he's like the main antagonist of the entire film. Right? He, he, he Peter's like the you know Tom Tom Holland, Peter Parker. His whole central arc was tied to Green Goblin. Yeah, the main antagonist is Peter Parker, dude. Like, I mean, what for? I just some of his decisions that he made was so so strange to me. You know, the whole MIT. Didn't did they talk about MIT a little too much in that movie? Like, I just just thought like it was advertising or something. They somehow like. And what MIT advertising per se, but like something like someone from MIT like talked to Marvel or something because MIT's been mentioned a couple times in previous. Uh, quite a actually quite a few times in previous Marvel movies too so I think they just have like a good relationship with it or maybe it's just like oh MIT is a well known tech school we're talking about tech people yeah I was like it's a quick shorthand I, 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 was, I was thinking like why would MIT not take them though it's kind of like a weird thing like of course they would take them that's yeah, like free publicity I, I totally didn't believe that they wouldn't like in light of in light of recent controversy like nah BS they, most colleges would jump at a chance to have like Spider-Man go to their school easily Oh, well, even so, if like it, even if in question like whether he actually killed Mysterio, which I don't know how people would believe that in that world based off uh, the, what's happened. Yeah. But even if that was the case, most colleges would be like, "Yeah, totally." Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to our college. Like that. That would be just worth so much. Like, I don't want to say advertising, but basically advertising. Can we thoughts? School. Thoughts on Aunt May dying? Oh. Were uh, you crying? Yeah, Were you crying in the theaters? Uh, not at all. But uh, when we talked about like how I never cried like at a piece of media since I was like. I don't know, eight. Uh, probably not even eight, probably five or whatever. But no, uh, I mean, it was sad. Like, I don't think it was that. And actually, I didn't, see, I didn't see it coming. Until, like, until, like, she, like, lays, she, like, fall, almost falls over. When she fell over, I was like, oh, she's dead. But, like, I really didn't think they'd kill Aunt May. Like, I didn't think that would, ha- I, I that thought, would be a thing that happened in these movies. I, I thought it was done pretty poorly, dude. Like, to, to be honest, the Green Goblin throws, like, a little bomb and it's done. And she gets up. Oh, well, no. Cra- I, oh, I Peter. it was the glider great, that killed her. Great power. Whatever, dude. There was a bomb there too. Great power comes great responsibility, Peter. Oh, uh, Uncle Ben, and then she dies. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I felt it was a little too. It was a little too contrived. Like it wasn't. It wasn't that smooth to me. No, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like it, it worked it, in the context of like the story. It's in the world. It's in. I, yeah, it worked. Also, I I, I think the gliders were basically what killed her. Which she just got hit by like. I honestly, I'm surprised they didn't show her getting stabbed. Did they? They didn't show like a wound on her, right? They showed like Peter Parker touches like her abdomen. And her, she and his hands is covered in blood. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't show that, but yeah, I because I when I saw her get hit with that glider, I just assumed like, oh, she's dead now. Like she's just dead. Like they killed her, because like you know they established like in the no, original Spider Man, they can't just the kill gliders, her. So they can't just kill her like that. They have to. He has to talk to her, right? They has to see her last mm-hmm. breath. Of course, that's mm-hmm. how it works. That's why I thought it was weird, because she gets up, talks everything. Then she's like, wait a minute, 
I've done my talking and I've done the whole thing that makes you a better person. Let me fall down and die now. That's my whole jar. That's my journey. I felt it was a little. That's. I thought they should just have. Yeah, I just had her like just just continue lying there. That would have been better. Like he goes over to her, and she like again at that point like, even like I don't know if she was just trying to like make a strong face for Peter. Did she know that she was dying? Or was she still not sure if she was dying? Yeah, that was very. That was. I was. I was a little creeped out by that. I. I'm, I have no idea. Because like, I feel like you know, maybe I'm not right. Or maybe you know, maybe someone else can point at this and be like, "That's a terrible idea because of this reason or that reason." But I feel like it would matter if like, she was lying there and she knew she was dying. Like it's it's obvious to the audience and them that she's passing away, and then she chooses to use her last moments to remind Peter that he made that what he did was the right decision. And was it the right decision? Was, <laughs> that's like a whole. That thing. was that's so weird to me. I was thing. like, "What is this? The right decision?" Though I do, I do understand it, but I'm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it would have been more powerful. If, like she knew she was gonna, she was passing away, and she had like this is her last t- chance to talk to Peter, and she that's when she does the whole like with great power comes great responsibility cliche line, or like you know it didn't it, not, it, did, it didn't it didn't sound like that though like at least the movie didn't portray it like that it, it to me it definitely seemed like she was like. I don't know. Maybe she did, but maybe she lost too much blood. So she wasn't thinking straight or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I I would have preferred it more if like it was obvious to the audience and to the characters that she's passing away. That you know she isn't gonna last much longer. And since she chooses to like this is the last piece of information or wisdom I want to instill in Peter before I go. Like that would have been like a bit more impactful to me. Yep. Easily. Who knows? Maybe maybe like there's like there was a reason that I can't think of for why they would want to do it this way. Okay, Molly. What about the decision? Of Peter Parker, the ending, to not tell MJ and Ned. I saw that coming for like a mile away. Yeah, but the second but that is, I don't care if you saw it coming. But what did you think about it? Was it the right choice? Why would he do that? Is okay, right if choice? I if I was in Peter Parker's position in that situation, yes, I wouldn't have told him. You would not have told him. Okay, well, I would so not he did have exactly what he did. But why? I, I I would do what he did. But here's the thing: if I was in like Ned or MJ's position, I'd want to know. Of course, it's one of those weird situations. But I, I really do think like I could to- I could totally see like it's easy to draw like a straight line from you know him being Spider Man and to like making their lives worse in some way not net not net worth wo- net worse but you know you can draw a duck like you know all these things happened and this time it worked out last time it worked out it may not work out next time like he's always seen like Aunt May die because of it and like it could it could just easily have been them or be them next time and so yeah so like. They don't. It's not. Like there's any heart. There's no sadness because they don't remember. There's no sadness. No, okay, they're okay. Yeah. Oh, they're not sad. them. Okay, for them, right, for right, MJ right. and Ned. All right, sure. Right, sure. Because they had no memories. If you, if they don't remember you and you didn't exist, it, it's okay. There's nothing for them to be sad about, unless they showed like maybe they do remember, kind of. Like if MJ also kind of looked confused or like not un- unsure when she saw Peter Parker, as if like to be somewhere deep in her subconscious or something, she has a memory of this person and recognizes them. But they didn't do that. They, they kind of just show like, yeah, they 100% just don't recognize him at all. He's a pure stranger. At which point, like, you know, yeah, I could totally see why Peter Parker would be like, all right, I'm just going to take this chance. I'm giving them an out, basically. Even though they would never take it, I'm giving them it and I'm, I'm going my way. You know, to me, honestly, it didn't make that much sense that they that they forgot him. Like, I, maybe I don't understand how the whole magic thing works and I have absolutely no idea how Peter's saying, oh, if you just make everyone forget about Peter Parker, then everything will be okay. All right, strange in the middle of doing the whole whatever nonsense. I can do that in two seconds and everything's all chill now. But surely he just had to make them forget that he's Spider-Man. But not not that he's Peter Parker. I thought the spell was Peter well, no, Parker's no, no, equals no, no. Spider-Man. The, the thing was like the original spell, for whatever reason, because it got, it got messed up because they kept changing it so much. They for 
the original spell was forget Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And because the spell went haywire, it kept bringing people from other dimensions who whoever knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, they came to our dimension. Right, which, which makes no sense. Really, which makes no sense because I'm pretty sure not all those villains knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Or did they? Did they all? Yeah. No, they did. I think I think I, if I remember correctly, at least for the original trilogy, did Electro know Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Whatever. That, that was the explanation in the movie was that all the people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man are coming to the mention, and if the original spell is a consequence of that, so I could see them being like, oh, you can't do the same spell twice. You can't just like make them forget, and the spell that made them forget broke everything, so just make them forget again. So they had, like, they had to do something new, and the new thing was just forget Peter Parker altogether. That's so, so stupid. And also, you couldn't just change the spell to be, oh, make them all forget except for certain people. I, it just, honestly, it didn't make there too was, much sense to me. There was like a photo that I thought, like, I, it's pretty clever. Like, it, it would have worked. It was just like, make everybody forget Mysterio. And the thing is, it, let's, anything let, he said, let's, like, let's say they make, let's say they do forget Peter. They still had stuff with him. They still had projects with him, probably. They still, like, is, the there, is it from their they mind? They just, it just erased? How is that possible? It's not really yeah, possible. Yeah, it's like, is it the universe itself changed? Or is it just their memory of it? Because surely, like, all the video recordings or anything that were taken after people knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Like, hey. All those news news reports and probably newspapers of Peter Parker as Spider Man, those still exist, right? It yeah, I'm sure like if MJ a... looks up her FaceTime logs, she sees. Why am I calling this? What is his number? I'm sure it's still yeah. same as Peter Parker, maybe even. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the universe itself changed. Like the universe itself changed to one where they did, where Peter Parker didn't exist essentially. Not just they forgot him, like he just straight up didn't exist in that mo- for that time. But then it's like, oh, but they, but they remember Spider Man. They clearly established that they remember Spider Man. Yeah, it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. You can't think about it too much. You you can't. It makes makes no sense. At first, I thought, like, is this just a way for, like, Marvel to, like, just stop having to deal with Sony? And just be like, listen, if nobody ever brings up Spider-Man again, it's fine. And, you know, it makes sense in in the terms of the story. But then they established that people remember Spider-Man. It's not just Peter Parker is forgotten. Spider-Man isn't also Peter Parker, which is uh, an interesting thing. I feel like that should should count. That you should have forgotten Spider-Man existed. But... Because if they if they remember if they if they remember it's Spider Man then at least some people should remember that he's Peter Parker I I, I don't know whatever dude it is, can't think about it too much like for like for MJ and for Ned they do they just remember knowing Spider Man and not knowing Peter Parker because they knew Spider Man they helped him and they do they or do they just do they not have the memories of helping Spider Man either like how's that, that tied to Peter Parker like I said we have no idea and are they <sighs> do, are they gonna make more movies after that is it over now is it you know I don't know. This movie was a little different than other movies, though. It did, it did seem like it's like, okay, it's pretty much done now. Like, I don't know how to atop that. Unless they bring another villain like Vulture. Man, what a lame villain. No offense. But, you know, what are they going to do, right? It wouldn't surprise me if, like, this had to be written. They had to re- write it as if it was the last one. Because Marvel and Sony were having such an issue. Where, like, this movie barely got made, essentially, is what it sounds like. Because Sony and Marvel were having disagreements on the, the rights and stuff. And so it's like, maybe this movie was written with the intention that if this had to be the last one, could we get away with it? Write it in a way that like it's ambiguous enough that if we made the last one, it would work. And if we get more ones, that's good. But well, the first one is self-contained. The second one is self, pretty much self. I mean, yeah, the end was like, oh, Peter Parker's back, but it's pretty much self-contained. The third one is like, it was kind of like a, could there be a Toy Story five? Could there, you know, is that one of those? <laughs> you know, what I'm oh, sorry, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It just felt like that, you know. I don't know because I I want to know if MJ and Ned will ever, because Ned has magic, dude. That's another thing. Like that's not. That's not very common in, in, you know, to be able to do that. Is it? Like that. 
the fact that he got the fact that he got the ring and he was able to immediately summon a portal i don't think that's common at all i think you need to have yeah that's that's something special yeah you need some affinity so i mean is ned gonna come back like maybe 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 peter's done now but it's ned's story to come back as a as the villain to destroy peter spider-man but he doesn't know he's peter you know what i'm saying kind of i did find it funny how they had to work around the fact that ned doesn't exist in the other universes the other movies so they're like Uh, oh did you have a best friend he's like oh yeah he tried to kill me and he couldn't say like, do you have, he didn't ask like, oh, you know, do you have other Neds? Because they wouldn't. But because, you know, the best friend is Harry. So it's like, oh, they'd like work around that. But that was pretty. It's an infinite multiverse. The ones they pull out just happen to not have a Ned, which is statistically probable. But the other ones had a Ned, you know, you, know, you just don't know. Also, her name is MJ, but it's not Mary Jane. It's Michelle Jones. Yeah. They made, a, they made I, I, a big deal about her last name being Watson. And I, for like, what no, They keep bringing that up. Yeah. Like, she didn't go by Watson. She goes by Jones or something. Oh, is it her, um, it's her, is her full name Michelle Jones Watson? And yeah. she doesn't go by Watson? Exactly. Oh. I don't get it. I, I was like, why? Why? What? Am I missing something? Is there something in the lore here? Like, it's, a, it's probably something in the lore. Like, I don't read the comics. I have no bloody idea. But like I said, I still, I'm still sticking by, like, I really feel like the Green Goblin storyline was supposed to be, like, some some sort of messaging on mental illness. I still, I that's, that's just the way I, I, when I was watching it, I couldn't stop thinking about that. Because they show, like, he, they meet him at, like, a place with like a, a soup kitchen is what it seems like and like they they like, he talks about how like oh there's another me and then she like she talks the way aunt may talks to him is the way she would you would talk to someone with like some sort of mental illness with schizophrenia or something oh who's so suffering an episode of schizophrenia and Green then like goblin maybe but not the other dudes and also it's a because he has a split personality it's not, i don't even think it's a mental illness thing he just has a split personality just get one of his personality that's a real mental illness that happens yes, I understand. Same, I understand. Same. But I'm talking about in a sh- in a comic book movie where the things aren't real, and this is his personality is a goblin, bro. I don't. If only it was that easy to just. They made a cure in oh, like ten man. seconds in a high school lab science lab somehow, and if it was just that easy to just make a cure and just dump it in someone, and then you're all good to go. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Although I'm trying to think, like, they at least they established that he could make a cure for the lizard, Doctor Connors. I think his name was. I I forget. They, he could make a cure for him relatively easily because he did it before at the in the first movie Amazing Spider-Man 1 he did it so it made sense but the other ones it did seem like that's a bit too easy isn't it no but he did it but you're in, a, you're in like a high school lab or something I don't even know what lab that was but it was it was it was definitely a school lab I'm pretty sure like they went from the roof to the lab in that same building yeah it's like the, you're able to make it with just the tools around you that's unrealistic to me and it took like 10 yeah. minutes like oh. it, it, you know it, it, it was a time skip there it probably took at least at least an hour Hamza please relax <laughs> Uh, that was a little bit unrealistic, but you know, whatever. What can you say? I I thought it was really weird that the Statue of Liberty had like, had a Captain America shield. It it made sense in terms of the I, I could believe that like, in terms of the world. Really? Because <laughs> some, something happens to the Statue of Liberty, right? Like they had to I, build a new one. Sure, but even if they do putting a putting Captain America shield on it, I'd be like that. That's like it's like really tooting your own horn. Like <laughs> I don't know. And it just it's always one of those things where every Marvel movie where it's like, where are the other heroes? Where's that man? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't they? Here? Where's yeah. Where's everyone else? They're not seeing this huge thing going down. Like, of course they are, but they're not there. Did you watch the after credit scene? I watched the scene with Venom, but you said there was another one. Yeah, at, at the, there's like the mid credit scene, which is like after the fancy. Oh, I should have stayed. Didn't stay. No, yeah, this is this is standard, dude. The after I the know, fancy, but I thought it was beautiful done. credits. It's <clears throat> there's one scene. No, <clears throat> after the fancy credits, there's like one scene. And then as, after like the actual long crawl of all the people who worked on this, there's usually like a second credit. Usually I find that the second ones are usually the ones that actually connect to the next movie. Whereas the middle ones tend to be just like jokey ones. 
so I feel like it used to be the other way around. Like the used to be the the first one was the one that mattered, and the second one was like a jokey one for people who chose to stick around or fast forward it on DVD. But yeah, so the first you know is is it's Venom from the Venom series. You know, Venom, and then Venom. There will be Carnage or whatever the new one is. I actually haven't watched that one yet. Man, it's like I anyway, don't care at all about Venom, but you know whatever. Oh, I love him. I love that. I love. I love that. I love Venom. I don't know about There Will Be Carnage, but I love that one. I thought I love that one so much. And uh, so yeah, it's just like a jokey scene where like he's talking to somebody, implying that that person's like trying to explain the entire MCU to this person who just teleported. No, just in. just a blip. Just like the the idea of like the five years the dude is missing. Well, no, it's it's it seems like they're implying that like he explained everything to him. Like oh, there's there's Iron Man, there's Hulk. He's saying, oh. and these things happened, and then the alien snapped. And the is it, the blip is them coming back, right? Yeah. Or no? Actually, and the snap is, is them is, going away. Is it both? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, regardless, yeah. And then like, and the scene ends with him being teleported back to his dimension because he was unrelated to the plot at all. Like he was just there the entire time while the movie was happening. But he left a little bit of the venom thing. Why did that stay? Why yeah. did that venom stay? You know. Why didn't that go back? That's because the only thing I could, I could think of when I was watching that scene. Is like, because why did that go back? They need to make Spider-Man four where he becomes evil Venom. Easy money. What's the next one? Like, you know, we got Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, Back What's Home, Back Home. Gotta have it. You gotta back, tie it back. Back Home would be the one where MJ and Ned get their memories back. Yeah, he's back home. Yeah, I can see it happening. So, what was the last last credit? Oh, it, it, I just think it didn't even feel like an after credit scene. It was literally like they just took the trailer for the next Doctor Strange movie, and just stuck it at the end of the credits. Oh. It was just like, it was the trailer. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched the trailer for the new Doctor Strange movie, but it, it really felt that way. And also, like I said, established uh, evil Doctor Strange. He's there. I don't know if it's the same Doctor Strange from What If, because I actually haven't finished What If. Supposedly, some of the other What If stories connect to the other episodes in Strange Ways, so maybe it's the same Doctor Strange, maybe not. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense for him to be evil, like at least as far as we know him. Maybe he does. Well, evil Doctor Strange is a different person. It's just no, I'm, saying, a different I'm saying in the trailer. Oh, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't seem very character of him. Unless another stupid spell goes out of hand because that makes... I feel like that's a really easy way for them to do it. Oh, let me put a spell that will save your problem. Oh, wait. I messed up even though I'm not... I'm supposed to be really good at spells. Uh, I thought it was really unrealistic. I did, I, I did find it interesting that like, I, I completely forgot that like he doesn't have the time stone anymore. Like, he doesn't have the time stone. It's not an option. Come on, bro. You need the time stone? Tony Stark invented time travel in one night, bro. <laughs> you need the time stone, though? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, what that, what's that about? Where'd that go? Where's that machine? Uh, I mean, they established like, oh, it's a different timeline, so it doesn't really count. Except for that one time Captain America came back, in which it did count. Stop, dude, stop. You, you can't yeah, logic you it through. You can't logic your way through like, time travel, and you can't logic your way through magic. It just They just have to accept them as the way they are. So once again, uh, two out of five, going from a negative five to five scale. Basically, four, I, basically seven, six and a half out of ten. Yeah, just because I, some of the interactions with the Spider-Man's felt a bit forced. Some of the villains just felt unnecessary. Even though I said I felt they did a better job juggling many characters, like the other, unlike the other movies, the other Spider-Man movies, which had too many characters. But even then, like it still felt too much. And but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. And I totally believe Green Goblin is a uh, it's a, it's an this is an allegory about mental illness. I'm sticking uh, to that. I really. I don't. That's fine. But I'm talking about I'm talking about the idea of curing everyone. That part doesn't. Anyways, I give it a nine or ten out of ten. Even though I admit there's a lot of problems with the plot, there's a lot of things I didn't like, and the MJ scene, and it doesn't make sense. But it was a great movie. Easy money. In terms of spectacle, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Just pure spectacle, 10 out of 10. Yes, this is the third scale. <laughs> oh my, no, stop. That brings us to the end of another episode of Time Sync. 
I don't know how to do outros. I never figured out after 60 episodes. I still have no idea how to do outros. This is the Maldives signing off. This is Hamza signing off. Peace.